Welcome to Wedding and Event Podcast. Frank podcast discussions for event professionals and those planning successful events. With wedding and special event consultant, Toby Dodge of Prepared.com. And Eric Zimmerman, pianist, DJ, and master of ceremonies of ElegantMusic.com. Hello, everyone. The title of this episode is Discovery and Understanding. Your wedding and the level of service you will receive. Toby and I started off talking about organ music, piano music, Bach, Beethoven, Mozart. During this conversation, I got a call from a bride who I was expecting to hear from. She wanted a price. However, this was before we had had a chance to talk. Just a price alone is only a number and really doesn't reflect the extent or value of service. We had not yet spoken about her ideas and her vision for her wedding. Planning a wedding is a new experience for just about everyone. There is an educational step that would include helping the couple understand their own wedding. And frankly, while speaking with the bride about her wedding, I am learning about her and begin to understand the wedding she is planning. Basically, while exchanging ideas, we become acquainted. So there is a series of steps and understandings that are established in the initial conversation, and done right, a solid groundwork is established. This bodes well for the success of that event. This is a highly specialized activity. I think with a greater level of understanding established, a better level of service can be provided. And now please enjoy Discovery and Understanding, your wedding and the level of service you will receive. You're wearing a jacket. Does that mean it's cool it's where cold. you are? It's, yeah, it's cold. Yeah, it's, it's, wow. Actually, this is what I wore uh, for Reformation Sunday. I play a Lutheran uh, church service on Sundays, yeah. organ. And, um, and so the, the colors were, were red, was, was part of this uh, observance. And, ah. and Sheila played with me. And so usually it's no just... No kidding. Yeah, usually it's just me. Uh, playing yeah. playing organ, but to have, uh, you know, to have a flute in that great big, reverberous, uh, sanctuary, it's it just gorgeous. It was really beautiful. Well, not only that, but you know, I I know I'm not knowledgeable about the mechanics of music as much as I would like to, but there's a I would think there's some similarities between playing the organ and the piano, but there's a lot of stuff that might be different. <laughs> I had to Am really, I wrong? Well, yes. There, there, there's, it's, it is two different animals. They are two different animals. They might be cousins, maybe? Well, they do have, both have keyboards. I mean, th- yes, that, that that's is, about it. That is true. But, you know, the organ, except for new electronic organs, uh, do not have a sustained pedal that the piano has. Mm-hmm. And what gotcha. I mean by that is that when you press the left, excuse me, the, the right pedal, the mm-hmm. uh, dampers that are holding the strings down and keeping them quiet, they all yeah. lift at one time. Ah. And so you hit a note and then that note just rings and then you could take your hands away and that, that note is still playing. And then you can play other wow. things. So it, for me, the piano allows uh, a much, oh, I don't know, I'd say a different sound or a, a bigger sound. With organ, though, there is where you, ha- you have to keep your fingers on the 
the notes in order for them to sound? Well, I've only I've only gone to a couple of organ concerts. One was I think in not Redondo Beach, um, El Segundo, I believe, where there's a huge, well, there's a, a small theater with a huge organ. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the old time, was built in the 1920s. And, oh, I, I don't think I've ever experienced anything like that uh, before or possibly since, because it it envelops the entire building. And yes. the person who was performing, I think, had a personal attachment, either was the son or grandson of someone who originally played there. Mm-hmm. And... It was popular music that they chose to play. Uh-huh. And so the only popular music that I had heard on an organ was at a ballpark. <laughs> okay. So that was that was my reference. I had never heard popular music. I've heard a lot of, you know, uh, religious music, but not popular music. Well my eyes opened because with all of the the sounds and the depth that you could hear so it was a very special experience i i I can't imagine what it would feel like just sitting there and playing all of that so (laughs) well you have can can you feel it a lot when you're playing the organ I mean, the pipes and, uh, you know, the reverberations and all that. Yes. And one of the things that's quite different from the piano and the organ is that the organ has uh, pedals. And what I mean is uh, that it's another keyboard that is on the floor that you play the bass with. So, you know, you've got your right hand going, you've got your left hand going, you've got both feet going. So you are committed. So you, you feel like Vishnu, you know, you're, you've, you've got, you know, all of these appendages playing. Um, and then, yes, you know, you get that big boom, you know, a bass sound and then you play other things on top of it. It's really exciting, yeah. really. And, and, but it was something that I've had to grow, grow into. Oh, I, really? Yeah. Because I am, I'm a pianist, you know, and, yeah. but, but, you know, and I have to, I have to say this. Um, you know, around the holidays, you know, there are uh, familiar uh, songs, holiday songs and Christmas songs and seasonal songs that are just, uh, <clears throat> you know, they tug at you. You know, you, you start mm-hmm. to remember when you were a kid and you, you heard these songs or, or you walk into the house and somebody's baking a, a, a pumpkin pie. You know, and yeah. suddenly that just takes you back to uh, Thanksgiving, yeah. you know. Exactly. Uh, or Christmas or something. And mm-hmm. my, uh, my family would meet uh, during those times. And um, my grandmother used to cook all kinds of um, Eastern European uh, uh, delicacies, to, you mm. know. And, and back then, you know, it's just that that's what we ate. But, but to, to yeah. me now, it, they're so special that they're, they are delicacies. I uh, started playing 
there at the uh, called Faith Lutheran in in mm-hmm. Tahunga. And uh, Catherine Galbo, she is the church administrator, and she's been a member of that church since she was. I mean, I, she was probably born into that church, and, and probably wow. Uh, and and so she's been there for many, 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 many years, and she's been she's the one that she takes care of me basically. So she has every all the music organized, and she has the the program, the order of service, and then what songs and what hymns and things we're going to play for what part of wow. the, of, of the service, which is a lot of work. It it really really is, and she is she is a, a soprano. In her own mm-hmm. right, she's a wonderful singer. She plays guitar, and so she picks these these pieces in the just the right places for the uh, for the service. And you know that warm and fuzzy feeling that you get around the holiday mm-hmm. season, at which we're approaching now. Yeah. The, the weather's getting colder, and you start smelling cinnamon yeah. cooking, and it, it just <laughs> brings you there. You know. Well, yeah. Uh, in the same way, she picks these hymns. And these old mm-hmm. familiar melodies that were written by a lot of the classic composers of that genre. And you just hear this and you go, my gosh, listen to that. And you yeah. hear that and, you, and you, you listen to these familiar melodies. These familiar melodies are coming up throughout the year. I've been, I've been yeah. doing this almost for three years now. And it's, so mm-hmm. it's, it's, almost, it's almost as like I, I get this warm and fuzzy feeling all year round. Just because of this familiarity of this classic music that is played mm-hmm. at at, at uh, church services, and you know, yeah. and there's Bach. Bach was a great big, um, was a Lutheran composer, and he uh, wrote for the Lutheran Church, and and just the sheer uh, tidal wave of of music that he he was responsible mm-hmm. for, incredible. And so I'm I'm kind of rediscovering the roots of all that music and. Uh, really starting to appreciate it. Well, I was listening to a broadcast over the weekend, and correct me if if I'm not accurate here. Uh, in Bach, there it was a very disciplined way of composing. In the sense that there were there were a lot of rules. Um, I know there's a fifth rule. You can't. Oh, I, I I was listening to it and I was driving and I was wishing that I was writing it down to ask you about it. They were but, talking music theory is what they were talking about. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, if you look at the way box music is composed, that it has a, a lot of. Uh, s- certain patterns to it um, and how it is organized now. Could it be Beethoven and Bach? I'm not sure. I know I've listened to Mozart and I've heard that. I can tell. There's certain constructions that I it becomes familiar to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have to... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to misspeak here, but that's what the commentator was saying that he enjoyed about uh, some of the composers of the um, classical age. Um, and that was the, the physical construction of the music. Hmm. 
and it, there were certain there were certain rigidities about it, but it also uh, from the, from those uh, kind of guidelines, it created really intricacies that you don't see necessarily today. Uh huh. Well, so, uh, uh, without getting too technical. Uh, and involved in, in a subject that I don't know that much about. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I, pl- I play, but, but it's, it's certainly an area that you could study for, for the rest mm-hmm. of your life doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but just uh, the example that I wanted to uh, bring out is that, uh, you know, when you hear Bach, mm-hmm. that um, it, he, it, it sounds like Bach. In other words, you hear mm-hmm. it, and it re- recognizes it and, it, and it sounds correct. In other words, uh, it, it, and it is indeed a style. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so you really know that it's him. Now, when you listen to Mozart, that is also very organized and very mm-hmm. correct and sounds sounds right, you know, but it's a completely different style. Yes. And so here these guys knew the rules of um, the... Um, it's almost like construction. Yes. You use the word. Yeah, yes, it's, it, it's, it, it's, now I do have to take a call for just a second. Hang on, just a second. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Valerie. I'm sorry, You know, right now, I'll have to call you back. I'm in the middle of a podcast. Yes, and so do you think at around, um, oh, 11.30 or 12 o'clock would be okay? All right. I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Bye for now. You know, I... (laughs) What? This is interesting. Mm -hmm. A bride and a groom that were referred to me. And of course, they want a price. And well, all right. What is the service that you're looking for? Well, we're looking for a DJ. Well, okay. So so tell me about your wedding, this type of thing. The gentleman that this this came from, this, this referral came from... He was just kind of saying, well, okay, we'll get you a prize w- without really finding out anything, mm. you know? I don't want to speak incorrectly about this, but yes, there is a price that I, I have for doing, doing a, a wedding, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, however, the, pe- the person that's hiring me has not really been married before, and they're not familiar mm. with what is required of a good job of, uh, 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 as a... Um, the service that they're inquiring about. And so they'll, the one thing they do know that it's very close to them is what they can afford and what's the price. So it, it's kind of like they'll, they'll get a price, but uh, they don't know what that entails. They don't right. know what, you know what they'll, they'll be getting with that service or in the case of some people not getting for that price. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a woman who had um, contacted me through um, Gigmaster, mm-hmm. and she was talking with two other DJs, and I asked her, "So, uh, have they worked out an itinerary sketch at all with you?" Mm-hmm. Well, no. And I, but I said, "Okay, um, I think that you know part of understanding what you're getting from from any person." Uh, there should be an itinerary sketch. So I'll, well, let's, let's work on one right now and I'll send it to you so you could see it. And she says, well, they already gave me a contract. 
Oh. Yeah, and I'm going like, wow. So so here they're they're just um, throwing a price out, and they, and they want to yeah. they want to book it. They just want to throw that. It's uh, a numbers game for them. Yeah, I, I'd like to take her through the process of um, just a sketch, just so mm-hmm. that she could get familiar with what she's hiring. You know, and, and, and get and then at the same time as she's talking with me for that 20 minutes, half hour or something on the phone, that she can maybe um, kind of have a, a sense about who I am and the, the type of person that I am. And then usually on a phone thing like that, I'll refer her to my website and we'll actually listen and we'll actually do things together and, mm-hmm. and guide her through the website. So she starts to see you know, again, learns a little bit more about me, learns about the service, and then we can talk about price. Be- oh, no, before we talk about that, we talk about then what she wants. Of course. <laughs> so there's of all course. of these all these parts yeah. that have to come uh, Well, together. but there's also, and we've talked about this many times, about where they're getting married, how many locations. Because if they want you to play at a church... That's one thing. That's then one thing. if they need to go somewhere else, that's another thing. <laughs> and depending on the instrumentation and where you're playing, how large or how small the area, I mean, oh my gosh. You know, I marvel at people who uh, take on, uh, like you're mentioning, just giving a price out for the amount of hours and they don't really get into all the nooks and crannies because just like anything, you know, if you need a pair of shoes and you know, you need a pair of rain boots, let's say you got, you know, you, you just don't have any and you're going someplace that needs them. Well, I mean, you can go to a place, uh, pay less or whatever, and you can get a pair of rain boots. Now, they they might not be fashion forward, or they could be, if that's important to somebody. They could be made out of a, a plastic that will last a long time or not so long because they're kind of usually inexpensive compared to other places. But if if you're not interested in long-term use, if you just want to wear those because you have to wear them for some event or you're going to one place that you know you're going to hit puddles, and so you really don't have an understanding of mm. those shoes mm. because you're not looking at it carefully. You're not really looking at where the heel is and is it flush or does it have imprints that they're going to make it easier for traction. You're not thinking, is it going to be cold? And maybe I need some boots that are lined. (laughs) You know, and if they're unlined when I take them off, are they going to be black on my feet because Mm. of that? In other words... If you're really going to think about it, um, maybe it doesn't mean that much to you. But after all, if you consider your safety and looks and wearability and literally how it smells because of the product, 
you are going to take the time and you might want to compare prices and you might want to see what really makes sense for you. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sorry I'm reducing music to a pair of boots. To a pair of boots. <laughs> At Payless, no less. <laughs> but oh, yeah. I think the principle is, if someone doesn't understand the value, in other words, they don't understand the impact of how a DJ or any kind of entertainment can make for an entire evening, well, that's kind of the mentality. You know, it's a pay less mentality. And I hope I'm not coming off as a snob. I hope so. Because I've gone to pay less. (laughs) It's not a frequent thing, but I'm just saying there are times it works for people. That's right. That's all. Well, all right. All right. You know, having the um, the option to learn something about something or not learn something about something. Uh, I, I, you know, ignorance is bliss. You know, I've, I've, I've heard that. Um, and uh, I, I have been in a situation where, you know, I'm talking to somebody and and every other other every other question is, uh, well, but how much is that? And then, and then I send them an itinerary, and this, so this is the itinerary sketch of, of, of what you're going to be doing, you know, and this is what we talked about. And they said, okay, how much is that? And I well, wait a minute, we haven't plugged in any services. This is just the, the framework of what what's, Hours. What, these, these, yeah. these are the hours. This is what's going to happen. These are the announcements. These, you know, now we, now we need to fill this out and, and, and figure it out and find out. You know, I, I, I joke, I said, I have lots of ways to spend your money. You know, I, but that's really not my intention, Is but it is my intention to provide, you know, really beautiful music for the wedding ceremony and then, and then more fun, festive music for the cocktail hour. And then, then a really, you know, drop dead, boom, you know, uh, ta-da type of a grand entrance type yeah. of a thing where the, where the client wants that. And then, and then that tender moment when they're doing the, the first dance, and then inviting the, the bridal party up to join them and, and, and this type of thing where they, it's, it's creating where their guests are starting to join them. And then, you know, in the case of a, of, of a Jewish wedding, you know, we'd break into a horror and, and, and yeah. things, go, things go wild at that point. And people are up on chairs. And then, and then, we, then we come down and, and, and have dinner and maybe there's some toasts there just before dinner. And so you start to get into the minutia of it. And then you're, I'm trying to guide them through this experience that they're going to have or that they might have seen at other weddings and that um it's just uh, painting the picture so that they so that i when i say it's going to be five dollars and 95 cents for their wedding then they go okay uh five dollars and 95 cents really is that is that all it's going to be for for your wedding for my wedding is five dollars and 95 (laughs) cents um and so then I then I can see that they were listening, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and they yeah. were evaluating the information. So anyway, I, I'll get off my soapbox because I, I can. No, but it's it's true. And it's something that you deal with all the time. It really is. It's an education process. I think that yeah. any any new person, you know, uh, <laughs> I I can think of um, what is it? Matchmakers? You know mm-hmm. that that would that would you know take a take a uh, the courting process or the uh, mm-hmm. 
the joining of two families, that whole process and everything like this. Well, this person would go good with this person and <laughs> this type of thing. And I know. And, and I feel it's a little audacious of me to think that prepared does that very thing. In other words, electronically matches. has matches that has taken into consideration so much within hopefully a short amount of time. Uh, I, I sometimes think about that, you know, uh, we're, we've just begun the final testing phase mm -hmm. of the uh, vendor matching and early next year we'll be doing the testing for uh, venues uh, that we'll add so we can match the the venues as well. And what I have found uh, is that in asking various companies to join us, part of what I've had to do is to think about the differences of all those companies. In other words, I don't want people of the same style because that's not what's going to appeal to everybody. Mm -hmm. In other words, there are some companies that have um, joined our membership that they're not cookie cutter, but they, they have a system. They're large. They have many uh, entertainers or they're small band companies or individual musicians, or small entertainment companies um, that have the ability to do both uh, DJ and bands. And then we have just classical groups. Because if we only had one kind or combination of services to offer, uh, whether they just had a difference in their experience level or their cost level, that still wouldn't be servicing people properly. Uh -huh. It has to take in consideration different people's service levels. And if I dare say quality, when I mean by quality, it's the how they approach their business. In other words, how responsive they are. How much customer service do they offer? What is the type of follow-up that they prefer to have with clients? And are they versatile? Can they adjust easily? Mm -hmm. There are so many qualities Intangible. that go Intangible yes qualities. and part yes and part of what i did for so many years and many people do today is that that's all almost internalized when they when my colleagues say you know i think that band is going to be great for you or that entertainment company is a good fit for you what they're really saying is, okay, that's a company that would appreciate Eric. Or that's a company I don't want to steer 
I mean, a, a couple, I don't want to steer toward Eric because it's not going to be a good fit. Mm. And without naming all the different qualities and aspects, you know innately because you've worked with that person or that group enough times to know who they are, what they provide, and how they would perform Mm. for somebody who you don't know yet. Yet, yes. (laughs) And, And that is what I find so intriguing and what was fascinating to me to try and digitalize all of that. Uh-huh. into a formula that would give a couple a small group to consider. So instead of, you know, dialing in DJs in the greater L.A. area um, and come up with 300 or more. Right. You ask the couple a lot of questions, not horrendous amount, but guided questions. Good questions. That, yes, I like to think so, that will gear them naturally because of their responses, neutrally because no one's going to come up just because they paid more. They're going to be matched with an appropriate group, small group of professionals that hopefully will be compatible and liked mm-hmm. and matched. And look, if all the matchmakers in the world would get together and look at their track record, what do you think it would be? <laughs> I dare say it would be probably better than average. However, there are, we all have idiosyncratic behaviors and details about ourselves that might be a little bit different, that might, you know, in the end, move us toward one person or another more. But I think it's the best shot that I know of. Let's put it that way. Yeah. To help couples that are really busy and have a level of quality they want to maintain. And they're willing to go to someone and say, okay, give it your best shot. Tell me what you think will work for me and then also have tools that can make the communication and the follow through more organized and less stressful. Uh And in essence, that's what you do. Every time you meet with a client, that's what you're doing. If they'll talk You're to gather- me. <laughs> yes, if they'll talk to you. Same thing with me. If they're going to go online and, you know, <laughs> click the button, they're, they're going to find, I mean, you know, in 
creating the initial rapport with both parties if it means, okay, you know, this guy kind of gets me and you feel comfortable with them. And then it's a matter of sifting through their wants, needs, desires to figure out if you can do what they need and want. Mm -hmm. In other words, occasionally... That's not possible, not because you couldn't, but because of their expectations. It may not be realistic, either for price, time, logistically, who knows. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes comes up with prepared, where someone has great taste and It looks like it's pretty straightforward what they're asking, but the combination of of where they want to go, when they want to go, how many people, their budget, their taste level, their need for customization or plug and play may not all be in sync. Uh And then gently and kindly... We have to say, I may not be your best bet. Right. Well, there there is that human aspect or that that um, connection that mm-hmm. that somebody has to make. And yes, um, electronically, we we could we could analyze things and categorize things and put it all there. But uh, it really is a relationship between two people. Mm-hmm. And um, I. <laughs> I'm working with a, uh, a family right now and they're, I, I'll be, I'll be really very, very, very blunt when, but, but I say this, I say this with all love and with all understanding is that the particular parent is driving the particular bride crazy, you oh. know, it, it, and it's just this. It's this thing where, and, and, and that's, that's been their relationship. I can see that all mm-hmm. through. And in, in a way, they're going to have a great wedding. They're really, they really are. They're, they're going to they're gonna work through it and mm-hmm. they're going to get it done. But as an outside observer, and I'm, and I'm just looking at, at this personality firing up against this personality and then the back and forth that, that, that goes on, just making it worse. And, and, and I'm like I said, this is like a this is this could be playful banter, you know that that's one thing, you know. But then mm-hmm. you know there might be these undertones of of seriousness or, or undertones of um, I told you so or making making somebody <laughs> wrong, or um, or trying to one person trying to control the other person to do a certain thing because that's what they they really feel that that is the for the, in the best interest of, of their, their daughter or their son. You know, they're really feeling that, oh, gee, you haven't thought of this, and really I'm going to insist on this particular way or this particular thing. And, uh, and sometimes that will just uh, take the, 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 the daughter or the son and, and just drive them over the edge and just go, ah, okay, we're going to elope, you know, or we're going to... Yeah. We're going we're gonna to do something else or... Uh, and, I, and, and on the same token, on the same coin here, that I feel that you have to let parents help or you have to let 
people feel like they are they are contributing or being a part of the the event. So so there you go. You've got this rub here that that could could occur between relationships and people and, and this type of thing. And at least with prepared.com, at very least, is that you've you've gone through a screening process, so to speak, mm-hmm. where uh, the the ideas that were expressed, or at least the qualities that were expressed through through the survey, uh, are then matched, you know, with various vendors and various locations, and mm-hmm. at where and at that point, you still have the the uh, how can I say it the, the adventure of discovery when you mm-hmm. when you do talk to this person and you do meet this person, mm-hmm. and that you're you might go back and forth with email and and just. Uh, for a little bit, and then it said, "Well, yes, let's talk on the phone." And then you talk, and then there's there's this little bit of a, a sparkle there. There's a little bit of a magic there. And then at that point, then you go, "Oh, do I, that that he's that's a real person there I'm talking to," <laughs> <laughs> you know. And and all of a sudden, you know, I I, I might be able to like this person, or this mm-hmm. might this person might have my best interest in mind. So this particular bride and her mother came over. Yeah unexpectedly they just said you know my mom's in town can you can you can you meet with us ah. and i went i looked at i looked at the condition of the of, of the um the living room and i said yeah yeah okay come over you know yeah i'll straighten up real quick you know so so i, I straightened <laughs> up a little bit and they came over and we only had i told look we only have about 30 minutes you know because i have to go yeah. go out and i can see where th- this this wedding is going to need a level of care mm that kind of cuts through the noise that, that the two of these people are having with each other. Yeah. And, um, and so fortunately the location does have a, uh, how can I say it? A, an experienced and able uh, person yeah. that, that will be coordinating. Oh, good. Uh, okay. But what I did was, is that with, with every one of my agreements, I always take this time to, to, Put this itinerary together just just mm-hmm. to help define what you're getting from elegant music you know and and yeah. w- how it could go this is this is this is a start time this is the end time and this is what might happen in between yeah you know but you and don't know for sure don't know yet. for sure just yet and then and then the logistics of the location and then how the location likes to do things that's all we have to Taken, have to determine yeah. that in meetings and and, and understand that yeah. so right after oh and so so they had this quick meeting and uh, they said, well, we're, we're meeting with the coordinator in the location tomorrow. And so I, I just went, you know, they, they were completely un, uh, in, what's the word, unprepared or unorganized mm-hmm. to have this meeting with me. And Can all you it, imagine what they're going to be with them? <laughs> ex- exactly. So, so what I did was is that I, I contacted the location. And I just said, you know what, just giving you a heads up. They're coming yeah. over tomorrow. And, and they said, yes, yes, I know. I said, well, okay, um, here's here's some of the things that were under contention or that were were, were, yeah. were being talked about, and and then I sent her also my my sketch, and I said, well, this is how I see it, but I understand I'm going to defer to you, because yeah. you are the coordinator for the location. This is your location. And so we went. So I said, now this is going to be a bit of a problem because they said this, and then this would happen, and then she says, oh, okay. Well, you know, then they, then then she said, well, you know, they only have the location up until eleven o'clock. I don't think that we're going to be able to do that. 
And then I said, well, ah. they, heads up, they think they have it until 12. Ah. So, and then she says, oh gosh, I have to look at that. And so I kind of like gave, gave her a heads up on heads up. What, what, and so I look forward to speaking with the both of them now, you know, mm-hmm. and just say, well, what have you worked out and what have we, what have we got? Yeah. Is that level of care? I think it is. I think there's a certain oh my God, yes. interest in it going yeah. right, you know? So anyway, yeah. there, there you go. Well, not only that, but it, uh, it's teamwork. It's not you, you know, dishing out what you think is best. It is, you know, a, it's a cautionary tale, frankly, of what, <laughs> what can happen if everybody stays in their corners. And doesn't get together. Be- and doesn't talk like you just did. Because you could have been in the total blind thinking that you had until midnight and the mother and daughter maybe not you know real sharp on a few things and not tell you until a couple weeks ahead or even a couple of months ahead and you've already made arrangements with your musicians and whatever and then you find yourself, oh, my God, they moved it because mm. it would, they thought it was midnight. Now it's 11. Now that means we have to start at 5 and not 6. And maybe that one of the musicians couldn't get there and start a half hour or 45 minutes ahead to tune up. And there you go. You got to change musicians or you have to arrange for someone, you know, to pick somebody up or leave early. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, you can, you know, drive yourself crazy about yeah. that stuff. Um, I know I've heard from uh, over the years, many officiates, uh, officiants, I should say. And uh, a very dear friend of mine, Kimberly Wilkes, Dr. Kimberly Wilkes. And years ago, we used to do a lot of uh, weddings together. And I was always buggy about this to make sure that everybody knew the invitation time clearly. Because a lot of times couples would either refer when the actual ceremony was going to start in their mind Mm -hmm. Or the invitation time. So sometimes the officiant thought, okay, it's, uh, you know, I asked them. That now many of them, men, I know many clergy and officiants ask for a copy of the invitation, which is a very wise thing to do. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it tells you a lot, uh, especially if there isn't a, a planner, because a planner normally would go over all of that. But I'm just saying what happens sometimes is that a couple is thinking they're only going to need your music when the ceremony, the procession starts. Right. They don't understand necessarily that depending on where it is and how many people and the culture and everything else has to be taken into consideration that you might have to play a good half hour or more prior to the ceremony and that's part of your fees it's not tuning up it is part of your fees and you have to be there early enough 
ahead of that to set up and, and, you know, check the sound and all of that good stuff. And so I would always ask the officiant, now, what time do you have for the invitation and actual ceremony Mm. starting? Mm -hmm. I never told them what I had. I wanted to hear it from them first because that told me how they learned it, most likely from the couple mm-hmm. and what their what the couple's perception is. So I now know how they may be talking to everybody else that could be <laughs> in the loop. Uh-huh. Because nobody wants to be ready for photos and no flowers. The bouquets, why? Because somehow this bride told the florist, well, the ceremony begins at blah, blah, and we're not seeing each other before. And so the florist in their head says, oh, it's a 630 wedding. No. (laughs) So sometimes I have to be the bearer of the of the news, no, (laughs) actually, she is going to take a few pictures ahead of time. No, they're not going to see each other, but that doesn't mean she's not going to be dressing and taking some photos with her bouquet. Right. Uh, You know, now, truly, with a, a fine florist, that very rarely ever happens. And, but you never know you know, what, what that can be. So I sometimes just laugh uh, when I hear stories because you can get caught. You really can. So a a bride calls me up and says, hi, uh, I'm getting married. We only need you for 20 minutes. How much? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Sorry, that's just hilarious to me. No, I, well, well of course, but it makes complete sense to her. Oh, of course. You know, but oh, but once heavens. but once again, you know. So, so then, what time will guests arrive? You know, well, the, the wedding the wedding's at five. Well, okay. So, what time are guests arriving? You know, what time do your invitations say? Well, they say five o'clock. You know, and so so you think everybody's going to be there on time so that you're going to walk down the aisle at five. She says, well, maybe, you know, maybe 5.15, you know. And I said, so so do you need us for 20 minutes or do you need us for, you know, 45 minutes? Is, is that is, is that what you really need? And then, and then, of course, it's all like, well, how much is it? And this, this type of thing. And, and so right, right away, you could say that you, you didn't get enough information. You know, to price that you didn't um, get enough information from her to actually have it on your paperwork. If you do send her mm-hmm. an agreement, what the real time is, and yeah. and and so yes, um, and then chances are you're right that what what is she told the officiant? What is she told the other people? What is she told the location? And then suddenly you're you have musicians sitting at the cocktail hour, and they haven't played for a half hour. They they they're ready on time. But uh-huh. everything is running late over there because of some other coordination, you know, snafu and mis- miscommunication. Uh, so anyway, I, I, I always ask them, so, you know, would you want <laughs> some music as guests arrive? You Let's... know, it's interesting that 
you say that because we assume that a welcoming feeling would include music so that when you enter a garden or an an area that's set aside for the for the ceremony that you want to set a mood you yeah. want you want uh, people to realize that they've come to a a special place at a special time for a special reason mm-hmm. so part of that is setting the tone however I once had a situation, uh, it was very rare that this ever happened, where a couple said to me, we know that the proper thing to do is to have music while guests are entering. However, what we would like to do is not have music. And we want everyone to walk that happened to be near the ocean and we just want them to be at one with the ocean we want them to sit even if they're sitting there for 15 20 minutes and just hear the ocean that's beautiful well i want to tell you I started to get goosebumps when I was talking with this couple uh-huh. because I realized that what they had planned was to, it's almost like building to a crescendo. They, they wanted everyone to walk in silence. You know, they could talk to each other, obviously, but but not have any any music. And then when the um, they even rolled out the the little runner, which sometimes is done in church once the guests are seated, but rarely done, even if it's a platform or whatever overlooking uh, the ocean. But they did that. Again, that was their visual silent cue that something was about to happen. Wow. Then you're saying to yourself, okay, what are they doing next? So then when the officiant officiant came out with the men, they uh, visually did something different. They started at the back they split, went down the long sides, and then came together, which is rarely done. They usually come from the back or, you know, from one side. It's unusual for the men to walk. And there, there, there were at least six, as I recall. So, you know, visually, they did that. And then what was interesting, as each man took their place there was three on either side so they didn't have the women on one side and the men on one side uh you know so they they kind of layered it so the men were in the back on either side and then when the women came in they they did the same Uh they went on the outside and then came in but they stood 
uh, not directly in front of the person that th- that they were matched to, but you know, kind of like slightly like uh, chairs in a in a theater. They're off just a slight bit on a curve. But the men, once the the women were in place, the they had a, a large um, kind of like pergola and they pulled down these streamers that were rolled up and they were kind of moving in the uh, in, the, in the wind I, I, I'm I'm just saying that there there can be power in music and in silence and what was so nice is when the bride came in, the groomsmen and the uh, bridesmaids had those little gold or brass uh, finger bells, symbols, thank you, symbols, and they began to play them as the bride walked in. I got to tell you, that was my idea, by the way. Wow. To add that. And I said, because you can't break in to full music after. Speaking of music. Yes. That that should have been all off. Um, There's no way. You know, it would have been too jarring. So I thought, well. Maybe we could just do those little symbols. That's, you know. that's brilliant. Uh, well, thank you. But I mean, I, to me, that was a solution. It wasn't so, you know, <laughs> inspirational. But the, 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 the point is, um, if couples could hear about this type of thing, in other words, if they allowed themselves to open up when they're speaking with someone like yourself or a planner, whoever, to to allow themselves to really think about what's important to them, uh-huh. what it, this day means to them, right? Before they get anxious about the cost uh-huh. and 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 getting all of you know supposedly the pieces of the puzzle together. Oh my gosh. I just feel that that would lead them because in the end, what do you think was spent on those 12 little sets of symbols, right? tiny symbols? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I can't even remember, but it was so little, but so powerful. Wow. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, this couple, were they performers at all? Were they artists? Were no, they... but they they were into Eastern religion. Aha. Uh-huh. And and I kind of got that, you know, because they, I think their original idea was to have the bride walk in with like a violin, just one single violin, mm-hmm. which I've done before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that can be very impressive. But I felt somehow with um, being at the ocean and 
with those streamers. It kind of, I felt like we had to have another tingling kind of sound and texture rather than more of a full romantic. I don't know. Yeah. It just got to me and yeah. I, it, it came out. Oh, wonderful. Know? Wonderful, wonderful, yeah. wonderful. Wow. Yeah. Holy smokes. What, re, what that remi- gave me pause and, and gave me, mm-hmm. that reminded me of a wedding at the Saddle Rock Ranch mm-hmm. where the, um, it was in the back of, of Saddle Rock Ranch with that, that little structure and then it goes to a point and when there's there's a little bit of a uh, trellis and things like this up uh-huh. and it, as it goes up to the point there, there are um, vineyards great, yeah great, oversee it uh, yeah. over here and to the left and to the right and all around so you're in this point and surrounded by, by vineyards and the sun is setting over Malibu you know ever so ever so slowly Mm-hmm. And the um, the bride and groom they wanted one piece of music for uh, for the processional of everybody, mm-hmm. and it was um, something called the kiss. From, oh yes, from Last yeah, of the yeah, Mohicans. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it starts with a single violin, mm. and then the cello cello joins, and then the flute joins. And then the the piano joined, and then it just started to build, and build, and this thing just repeats and gets bigger, and it's how, how do I? How That's do I, like Rachmaninoff. It, it was certainly symphonic. It certainly certainly yeah. was, and so it there just seemed to be a, a an overall timing of the phrase of, of the music that was just moving. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like people were were kind of like unconsciously walking to, or in wow. con- in contrast to that rhythm, and at the same time the the sun is is starting to go down, in just ever ever so s- slow increments, and this music is building and building and building, and then more and more then then everybody's just and they were they were perfectly spaced they were perfectly timed. It it took the almost the entire piece to get everybody wow. out get everybody out everybody out there because it was a big wedding, and and you're right the the um, the breeze was just like taking the, uh, the 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 hanging cloth and everything that was that was there and just mm-hmm. kind of ever so moving it and things like this and and people were were just transfixed they were they were they were in the presence of something absolutely amazing that was about to happen. And mm-hmm. and so I can I can totally see that that was a. I I think simple is better, you know. Mm-hmm. S- simpler is better, and then and then build it up to something grand. Yes, you know. Yeah. But start with what, I, I guess. I guess I want to say is that, um, it's a very unique thing that that you know two people they they're going to get married and it's a joining of two families and it's a, it's a it's a brand new beginning for them in their lives. And everybody is so, so happy for them. And so to have a processional and to have a, uh, an entrance to this important event that is really special, mm-hmm. that people, people will remember that and talk about that for the rest of their lives. You know, 
Yeah. So, so anyway, I, I think it's an inspiration to all of us um, when something. And I like and I do happens. think that those moments stay with you. Absolutely. And the, and they are recalled like we're doing now. I mean, I haven't thought about that wedding in probably fifteen years, frankly. Uh-huh. Um, it just hasn't come up in my memory. However, I think what needs to happen for those moments, whether they're about music or something visual or in a culinary sense, there has to be time and focus. There has to be that time that whomever is planning it, whether it's a caterer or a coordinator or like yourself, an entertainment company, who's ever really thinking about the what their part in in all of the of the day, that you can't push yourself through that. It's something. It's just like sometimes you get your best thoughts when you're in the shower or you're, you're driving, you know, I remember years ago before you could, you know, they had phones that you could record something, your voice, everyone had all these little hand recorders and in the car, you know, they would push a button and they would talk into these mini recorders and they would record ideas or information, reminders, whatever. Because when they're driving, they're in a state. They're obviously aware of the road and everything. But it's that time that you're alone. And you kind of can free associate. And sometimes things bubble up. And I kind of think that if we're not pushing ourselves too much and really take the time, whether the person that we're meeting with needs that time or not for what they want to accomplish, it's more that we have given them our focus and time. Mm Mm-hmm to allow us to help them and for them to know that you're there in in the truest form really there to hopefully offer them you know something for them specifically and it's a wonderful thing when that happens oh, it really is You have been listening to Wedding and Event Podcast with Toby Dodge and Eric Zimmerman. If you have a question, comment, or topic suggestion, please call Eric at 626-797-1795 or contact Eric by email, eric at elegantmusic.com. That's E-R-I-C at elegantmusic.com. Contact Toby by email, toby at prepared.com that's t-o-b-e-y at p-r-e-p-a-i-r-e-d dot com 
Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and receive a new episode each week. Thank you for listening.